can I don't give a damn if it's 9 a.m. My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking Give me beer or whiskey, wine or chip Anything to shake this mood I'm in My football team's got me drinking He's giving his effort today, I can tell Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley, and I've got Thad Bell and Robert Russert in the studio today. Good day, all. The trio's back. And no special guest, but we're special just all on our own. Oh. Of course we are. And Cody, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> I'm it. He's got a cauldron and a hoodie on. He's um, it's not morning. doing cauldron things last night, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> It's not morning anymore either. You're it right. Really it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's before four on a Sunday. It's morning. Exactly. <laughs> no oh. more. No more football. So it's weird. Yes, I, I kept my energy up though in the intro. Right, I I got it up there for the intro. Mm, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I used it. I used every bit I had. Dad's shaking his head right now. Glad whole... to know that you got it up for the intro, nope. Cody. That's... <laughs> What we needed to know. Let's sustain oh, that. Oh, good lord. Okay, so this is your preseason or preseason wrap up podcast. The there post, you go. Post preseason pod. Post preseason pod. And perfectly. We're, too we're many peas for that. <laughs> we're in trouble now. Practically perfect postseason. Every time you do that, you're popping the mic. Yes, so he be is. Careful. <laughs> Can hear yourself, Thad. Come on. Uh, we're not going to do the season preview yet. Save that for later. We've got plans for later in the week for that. So this one should be a fairly short. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, just discussion about preseason. There is a lot to talk about, and we'll, we'll do our best. There are several things we can discuss. I believe that had some points of conversation for us. Okay, it, and we started this by I was listening off some things I'd wanted to see from, from preseason games that we hadn't seen up to the point where they start streaming it. So I had made this list at that time of things I wanted to see. So give us one of them. Number one was I wanted to see them score and how they scored and to see how Polito worked in that. <clears throat> well, <laughs> Let the there wasn't begin. a lot of scoring there that no. we got to see. The The first couple games where they scored four goals against the trialist and then against Cincinnati, which was pretty much just as bad as the Phoenix trialist. Yeah. But after that, there wasn't a whole lot of scoring from Sporting. You are right. Johnny got one. Kinda got one. And I forget what the other one was yesterday. Yesterday was Kinda. Yeah. Both that of was them? It. Oh, they, oh, yeah, it was just one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, cool. that's all I remember, at least. <laughs> I was trying to, I was like, Kinda I was trying to call just, I'm sorry, Cody just gave the preseason. That's it. That's it. <laughs> We're yeah. done. Are we done? <laughs> But how did you guys feel that Polito did? I mean, it, we can always get in the same argument that we had a couple years ago. Does the center forward have to score to be the most successful center forward? No, but a $9.5 million guy, exactly. you want to see him put the ball in the net or at least setting up a hell of a lot of goals. Yeah, he. I mean, he didn't look that good, obviously. I mean, there were some bad moments. He had a, he had a couple of bad touches, but there was times where he was – I thought he was doing a lot of the right things, but then nobody else around him was in the right spot to benefit from that. 
I saw a bit of creation from him too. He put in shallowy at least once. You know, I don't know. There there was definitely more to it than him uh being hesitant in goal there or on goal in the box. So yeah. he contributed in other ways at least. Yeah, we, we don't need the nine and a half million dollar guy. I'm gonna keep using that, sorry. <laughs> we don't need the nine and a half million dollar guy to be hesitant in front of goal. That's a little awkward. He and he was, like, absolutely, more than once. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if I agree that he was, like, that hesitant as much as he was trying to time something a little bit differently or it just didn't work out that way. I know he was at least a little bit, and other people definitely thought he was. Bob? Yeah, I mean, I think any forward, center forward, especially whose job is to score goals, has to have that attitude, has to have that aggressiveness, and we haven't seen that yet from him. So right. I am hoping it's a matter of, hey, I'm not comfortable yet, getting used to my teammates, He's not in front of a crowd yet, you know, not feeling that, that whole atmosphere. I think once he gets there and gets comfortable, I think he's going to be fine because he has shown some very good things. But, you know, we don't want him to have shallowy disease. We don't want him to have Christian Namoff uh, confidence disease. But, uh, unfortunately, we're seeing a little bit of that right now. Just hope it's an anomaly. It's it's an early symptom maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do like the point you made that he's not in front of a crowd yet because some people definitely rise to oh, that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, uh, there's uh, – there's practice players, and then there's people who don't look good in practice but perform mm. on the field. And preseason games are both just practice to him, so maybe he's not at 100%. Yeah. Still trying to figure out what this Shelton guy is and what this Russell guy is or Shallowy is. or uh, You know, Kenda might be a little bit awkward to work off of because he's not a 10, a traditional 10 kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it, there's a lot of like moving parts there that I don't think even the sporting guys who have been there for a while are used to yet. So, well, here's my hope that Roger Espinosa, because you know, he's the leader of this team, sits him down and says, "Hey, you know, going into the season, you're going to be fine. You're going to be great. You got this. We got this. We're going to be fine." Because I think Roger has that calming influence, and he can you know, speak Polito's language. If so. you're on the same team, he might have a calming influence. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about old. Kirby Shelton on the wing. <laughs> Do we like this? Is he actually going to start over, over um, Jersa? Is that really going to happen? It's very, or very Johnny for that. Very matter. possible. I don't think he's starting over Johnny. Johnny will be starting. Johnny. The only reason Johnny wasn't starting was he was in the different pattern for fitness because he came in late because he had a mini Johnny. My point is this, and people have been saying this too, he's better on the right. Russell is, I think, by far. So if Shelton is starting on the right, that's taken away a lot from Johnny Russell in my mind. So it's not really the real Johnny Russell is what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's done some good stuff for sure. Shelton has. However, there were a couple moments in yesterday's game. He had that breakaway early in the game, and he's there, and he's there, and he's got one more touch, and oh, too many touches, and oh, it, it dies. Yeah. You know, which was pretty typical of him before. It, yeah, he did. He wasn't the goal scorer. Yeah. I still don't expect him to be the goal scorer. Yeah. I expect him maybe to put in a couple more than he did the previous time. Either. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't. that's not what I'm looking for out of Kyrie. Yeah. Um, hopefully he pleasantly surprises me. So he has that capability. He's a goal scorer in college. I mean, he had, he had to do it at some point. He can I, do it. I was pleasantly surprised by his performance in the last game. Yes, there were those frustrating moments, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, it's, it's preseason. I know it may be a little different with him because it is so, 
characteristic of yeah, him and yeah. what he was doing. But you know, I th- I thought he I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, his confidence level seems to be up. His skill level seems to be up. I guess those kind of go with each other. But um, you know, yesterday's game tactically was his kind of game because they were pressing up on our backs. That a lot more long balls out. That left him one-on-one with a defender, and he's got the athletic ability to, to take those guys on and beat them. Just, you know, the final product just needs to be a little bit better. Right. Agreed. Agreed. So how about the other the other winger we've needed to cover? Daniel Shalloway getting a red card. What's the repercussion for that? Can we start there? What do you, what's, what's the repercussion <laughs> he, for a He's red out card? for the rest of preseason. Mm-hmm. So there is none as well. He was just sent off in the game. There's no. I don't know. Maybe maybe he can't start the next visit Tucson <laughs> right. Sun Chip Cup or whatever the hell that is. I hope they. I hope they do that next preseason. Like I hope that really happens. <laughs> so he doesn't. He can't start, but he comes in on the second team. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to talk seriously, in Vermee's mind, what does that say? I know. It just like it seems just so pathetic. Like it happened, and I'm just like, oh, Daniel. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What right. is going well, what on? Was your, man? What was your take on what happened there? I still don't know what happened. Robert? We didn't get to see a replay. It kind of looked like an oops, but I don't know. Michael Kuhn made a post on Twitter, I think, about it, and he was not very um, complimentary of Shalvey's actions. But. <laughs> it, I was completely unsure if it was a total slip or just a. Total stupidity. <laughs> exactly. That's why I want to or see a replay. some combination thereof. Well, I just moved the stream back and watched it again, but it's not close, so you yeah. can't tell for sure. But it was just like he just kind of like fell into the back of the guy's legs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he went into them sweeping them through or cleats out, but it's it was like he was doing a chop block or something from the wrong side. I <laughs> want I want in my heart to believe that he will – redeem himself this year but i just don't like i i don't think that he will have a good season it's so, I, I so this guy that. that you had placed all of sporting kansas city's future on at one point yeah he was the, you're now just totally done yeah <laughs> well i mean there was a moment in the game yesterday wherein uh if you remember in front of the goal he had the ball on his right foot and then he cut it to the left yeah that was the ball from Polito. that was a great great yeah, little pass yeah. from Polito. but here's the thing he didn't need to do the cut to the left. Just he had space on his right foot. He had the defender still trailing. He had the keeper beat. He's got to play that with his right foot and hit that far post, inside the far post. And why does he cut it back to his left? Is it confidence, lack of confidence? Is it trying to overthink things? What is it? And, and I thought the same thing when I looked at that, too. It was like, why didn't he just shoot it with the right foot? Yeah. But the keeper was coming. There was a defender coming into that space. But he wasn't there yet. And I... I questioned that when it happened, yeah, and I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt that he had a better angle on it than we did because he's seeing the angle that he's at. Now, I mean, the cut it looked good. I when when he did the cut back and then shot it, I thought it was going to go in, but and uh, Peterson was giving him credit, giving the keeper credit, and again he just kicked it right at him. Is shall we a bit of a poser? Does he like to do things that look good? <laughs> Is he that, does like is to that do young that instinct good. in him? Yeah, oh. still. I'm going to go back to Kyrie for a second, though. There was that play where he cut it back to his left foot, shot it to the, towards the near post, and mm-hmm. that was actually a very good save by the keeper getting down to it get was, that. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, that was the first keeper, Mira. Yeah, and he that was a very good save on his part. 
It, that was not even that wasn't like sometimes yes the keeper's big save is just being in the right spot because he read the play right. That was back to near post when you wouldn't have necessarily expected that, and he got down with his left hand to get that. That was a good save. Yeah, and a good and a good attempt by Kyrie. So that kind of leaves me a little more hope that he's going to score a little bit more than what he did before. You know, I know we're talking about professionals here, but it seems to me Polito has that disease right now. Shelby has disease right now. Of they think they have more time than they do. And maybe that's the timing thing because it's preseason. Maybe it's the Polito's yeah. um, transferring from Liga Mix to MLS, and he's got to adjust a little bit in his thinking, but uh, just taking too much time on the ball in the box. You, do you think that MLS defenders are tighter and tougher and faster than Liga MX defenders? I don't watch a whole lot of Liga MX, but of what I've seen in the past, it's been a lot of freewheeling wide open, not as much defense played. But... Again, I haven't seen a whole lot. Not in the box, though. Yeah. He he can't be used to having more time in the box, I don't imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I don't watch a ton of it, but I do watch some of it. And I think, like, my view of Liga MX for what you're saying would have been like 10 years ago or yeah. more. But it is very hit or miss. Some of those teams are really, really, really good, just have a ton of quality players. And some of them are lower MLS quality. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in his mind or anybody's mind, but to my instincts and my viewing, they're taking too much time on the ball in the box. But that's just my opinion. That's why we're here. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that's the forwards. Should we look at the other parts of the field? Well, we, did well, mention... we didn't talk about Russell, did we? Or Gerso much. Well, so we did talk about Gerso, because we yeah, did a at least bit. a little bit about Russell, but not Gerso or uh, Hurtado. Hurtado. Would we look? Would we like from Hurtado, or did we? I like his quotes last year. Last year, yeah. So that's where you're at with him. <laughs> More of the same. I haven't talked to him this year. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I just I did not see. A lot of people equated him and Kyrie to, to the same thing, and they to me they were completely wrong in that. Hurtado is very much a run hard at the defender. And run fast, run hard, wave after wave of the Pacific Ocean pressure, where Kyrie was much more smarter about it. I mean, you can criticize him for his goal scoring, or uh, some people criticize him for his final touch or something, or his touch at times, which I thought was better than a lot of people gave him credit for. But Kyrie is not the same player as, as Hurtado. If you look at him in the perspective that they're not going to be highest scoring center forwards, yeah, they're the same. But if you look at what they do differently, they're not the same at all. I was never that appreciative of Hurtado, except as a bring in late to close the game down, run hard at people. He'll he'll knock on two goals a year doing that sort of thing. Yeah, but that's the that's that's his biggest use, and I didn't even see that that well this year because he missed a couple of games. So we'll we'll give him a pass for at least that role for right now. Let's get in a quick break here. We will be right back with more Shades of Blue Soccer Show. When it's a football night, when it's a football night, we can gather all the friends all around the tomb, that's not about a thing to do. When it's a football night, when it's a football night, when the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, you know we're gonna feel alright. Alright, that get us going. One of the things that I was looking for, and I don't think I mentioned this when we were, when I was listening to you before the pod, but uh, 
was how the defense was going to play because big problem last year was a very porous open defense <laughs> at times, trying to be nice, and the too many mistakes. Well, in the ones that we were able to view, one game was uh, not too bad. Then the game against Phoenix was not good. Not and good. And then the game against New York was not bad. So I really don't know where we're at. The The game against Phoenix was a high-pressing fast team that's going to counter you and try to pounce on every little mistake. Well, that's what killed sporting last year was anybody figured that out, did that. And at some point somebody made a mistake and the ball went the other way and was a goal and somebody make a mistake and they go the other way. And it may not be a goal, but just enough of that pressure and all of a sudden no confidence and you're done. I liked Poonchech. Yeah. I mean, as much as you can, get from short preseason appearances. But, yeah, I mean, I I liked his style. I liked the way he looked. Had some calm moments. And a little more speed than... Yeah. Fontas. A little more speed. Barath. Well, definitely more speed than Fontas, but a little more than Barath. Yeah. Who um, also looked... Had some pretty good moments. Yeah. So, Barath, I mean... So since we are more or less now talking about the defense, we might as well just continue that whole. Well, of course, we all know defense starts up top. How do you think Polito did as far as pressuring the ball? The first it? defender? Yeah. He did all right. Yeah. Um, they, when sporting is on, they have that, that good habit of uh, they know when to pressure, and they did it that they would do it together. They weren't always doing that. In this in the preseason, again, you have a lot of new people who aren't quite reading everything the same way yet. Hopefully, that does just continue to improve. I mean, I know Vermees has said in the past that you really don't know the team you have until you're like ten games into the season. Of course, which is fair and and understandable. So we really can't judge that totally by you know a few preseason games mm-hmm. that we only saw three of anyway. So it, that's still something that needs to be seen, but. There's signs that they're doing it well. Polito was doing some pressure. Um, Kenda was doing some good pressure. Obviously, Espinoza, everybody else was doing some. Mm-hmm. You just need to see it together. And the key, of course, I, we haven't talked about it yet, but perhaps the most compelling thing about the whole preseason to me was the midfield, what's going on there. And there was obviously troubles in transition in the midfield. I think a couple, three times early in the game, uh, Bukhati had to say emergency defense there by Beasler, emergency yeah. defense there by Punsik, and you know, that's not a good sign if we're going to need emergency defending. I think still that you know we get overwhelmed in midfield number wise, and that was one of the Red Bulls' tactics yesterday to overwhelm us there uh, number wise, and we just need to be better in transition. But I just have hope that as things go, the more Felipe, Kinda, whoever is going to be in there are going to work together better, get that ironed out. The, okay, so using the New York game to to you were saying like that one of New York's uh, tactics was to try to overwhelm in the midfield because they weren't pressing the defense as hard, so they were well they were doing it a different way, but they weren't they weren't high pressing that they were doing it a little farther back and overloading the midfield like you said yeah um in every game to well, I'm gonna I have to back up now so I apologize but the the troubles last year was mistakes turnover and it goes the other way and nobody can shut it down 
Well, quite honestly, it's not new, okay? That's been a problem for sporting for several years. Exactly, yeah. And you just had enough speed and enough mental fortitude and you read the plays correctly and everything else that they were able to shut most of those down. Mm-hmm. So even though like you could go back to probably 2016 and 2017 and 2018 and there's lots of one-on-ones on Melia. Not as many as last year, but there was still too many. Yeah. Yeah. And, but there was more pressure from Ike or Beasler or somebody else to make that not a necessarily easy shot. Last year it was straight in, and <laughs> stupidity. Well, yesterday against New York, it was not as bad because the two goals they gave up, one was mental lapse on a, a corner kick that, that went in, got cleared out, got played back in, and nobody was guarding the back door because mm-hmm. there was three guys back there. Well, I think there was one player back there. So there was they were overwhelmed in that regard, but that was just one set-piece mistake. The other one was a penalty kick from a guy who hasn't played but 30 minutes in two years. Yeah. So when Reed made that that push on the guy going into the box, he may not thought it would be a penalty in America or who would care in a preseason game or whatever. I don't know. But it was, and that was the two goals they gave up. That's not the worst thing. That's not an open, porous running through the midfield. I don't think they gave up all that porous midfield and defense yesterday. Now, the Phoenix game, yes. Bob doesn't look like he agrees. <laughs> no, well, I, he needs to talk. I think there were I think there were plenty of moments where and I'm 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 sorry, I'm looking at Ilya. I love Ilya to death, but I think Ilya's it's got a short life in this midfield right now when Gutierrez gets healthy. I think Gutierrez is going to be more of a physical, more of a reading the defensive side of things player. Ilya is great on the ball, but I just think maybe he's not the answer anymore. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to say that... I don't like it, but... Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Ilya is the nicest guy in the world. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. And I would like to see it get back to yeah. where he was just what he was, but that may not happen. And it's not all on Ilya. You know, Rogers lost a few steps and just, again, I hope that the organization of that midfield figures things out because it needs to be better. The, the midfield is going to change this year. Yeah. It, I would lay a certain amount of money on it. Not too much. Cause I'm not really don't like losing money, but <laughs> um, I would lay a certain amount of money that the, the starting midfield is not going to be the ending midfield this year. Right. Okay. Right. And the starting midfield, if everybody was healthy would be, uh, Gutierrez, Espinosa, Ilya. You're previewing the season. <laughs> I don't know, but like you said, there's a there's some compelling stuff going on in that midfield for sure. But I will still say that yesterday they were not just giving up tons of all those chances going the other way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Ilya was perfect. That's not what I was saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you go to the Phoenix game, Ilya made two mistakes. Right, and you can say Melia made one of those, so like they can share yes. that one mistake because it was oh, yeah, not the sure. smartest pass to where he put it. Yeah, but Ilya, if he's oh, if he's totally aware of the field, that guy coming in that stole the ball, because that Melia did not pass to the other guy. Okay, he passed to Ilya. The other guy came in and took the ball like just on the run. Okay, if Ilya is watching that, he just steps, makes one 
position change, that guy goes off of his shoulder, he turns with the ball and goes the other way. That's what he would have done two years ago. <laughs> the other mistake was he received a ball, got bodied, uh, which could have been a foul if you have one view of it or not a foul if you don't have the other, if you have a different view of it. That's fine. I don't, that, I'm not going to argue that was a foul. It could have been. But again, he needed to be aware that that guy was on him and not allow himself to get pushed over and lose the ball at that point. He either needs to, as he's getting pushed over, kick the ball away, foul the guy, trip him, whatever. He had some good tackles yesterday. But that was the two mistakes in that Phoenix game that yeah. led to, to goals. Cody, what do you think of the midfield? I wanted to talk about Kinda. Okay. Which we now it. we now know how to pronounce his name <laughs> after hearing them say it. Uh I I I think that he could have a good year. Any any issues I saw I'm just chalking up to new league preseason, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But he looks like he's they were talking about this in the broadcast that He's just kind of always there, like the ball always kind of finds him, gets himself in good spots. So, I dig it, but I still, I'm, I still need Felipe in my midfield. And I think Kenda brings a um, athleticism. Yeah, you know that explosive ability that we haven't had in there for quite a while. Quick and speedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Who else is? Uh, um, I would say more, but I'd be previewing the season. You <laughs> chastise me for that. Well, I'm trying to get out of here quickly so I can go curl up in a fetal <laughs> position. <laughs> I keep zoning out over here. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, um, what are we talking about? Soccer or something? <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, we... <laughs> okay, who else? <laughs> who else in the midfield do we need to talk about? We never finished talking about the defense. We were trying to talk about okay, the defense. Okay, well, well it, it feels part of the defense. Okay, let's talk about the backs. What, what did we think of um, Lindsay Zuzi on the right? What did we think of Martins and um, – Oh, oh yeah, Luis Martins. I, yes, I, I like it. I think he's going to have a good year. And why, Cody Bradley? He is another guy that I think was uh, getting into the right spots. Mm-hmm. He's kind of – he's a little more clever, good with the ball at his feet than – you know, maybe the average outside back in MLS. And defending-wise, though? Um, maybe not so much that. The things I noticed particularly were on the offensive end. Mm-hmm, but I right, didn't, yeah. you know, if if I didn't notice anything on defense, then he's exactly. probably doing good. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. No, I like him there. It, I don't know if he's the, the best answer we'll ever have, but I, I do think he'll be fine. Okay, then we got Lindsay and Zuzi on the right. What do you guys think of that? Lindsay gonna get some time. I hope so. I said that last year too. I think he's gonna get more time. I don't. Every. I still like Zuzi, and I still think he has the capability to do a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to manage him and Rogers' time a lot better. This year is gonna be different, <laughs> and I'm not previewing the season. <laughs> but it's more spread out this year. Right. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Open Cup games. Yeah. So my fear is that Peter will find his roster, he'll find his starting 11, and not feel the need to change them drastically because there will be a lot of games that are, you know, just one week apart, not very many midweek games except for Open Cup. But he still needs to. He still needs to not have Roger play 30-plus games. He needs to have Zussi not play 30-plus games. Those guys are, when they're 
healthy and good, they're fine. Or they're fine to great. But we need Lindsey playing 15 games at a minimum. We need somebody else besides Roger playing 15, 20 games at a minimum. So to maybe perhaps summarize my thoughts on the defense, your your overall guiding question here, um, I think Melia needs to step his game up a bit, but I think that comes with having more confidence in his back line and more confidence all over team-wise. I think it's going to come with that. Um, I think we've found our center back pairing. I think our wide backs are serviceable. I just think it's going to be the answer in the midfield, and to me the answer is a certain answer right now. I won't elaborate on that, but uh, I just think the midfield needs to be figured out, and um, I think we're going to be better than last year for sure because how could we be worse? (laughs) True that. Oh, we could be Cincinnati bad. (laughs) Could be, but we're not going to be. Nah, can't be that bad. Even even USL teams are not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Dia. We didn't mention Dia. A lot of people have been complimenting. Yeah, yeah I didn't I, see much of the second half yesterday, so I need to go back and watch and see how he did. But yeah, he's. I think he's going to be a good addition. He'll come in handy this year. Some more athleticism. Right. Yeah. yeah he he could be challenging for some time. Definitely. Um, it's it's interesting because like I see some people complimenting like how he played in certain points of the game, and I'm like. I wasn't seeing it that good. It was all right. He the uh, he definitely has the speed and some of those other things. Uh, there was definitely some very good positioning at different times, but there was also sometimes I thought he like he didn't save a ball where he could have done so. He didn't make a a pass and he played the safe way out, which probably is the right thing to do in a lot of situations, but not all. Um, he had some options I think that he didn't take sometimes, which I think. Maybe when he's more time back with the team, that'll he'll, that'll come to him quicker. Right. Um, but I mean, I liked him when he was here before. I didn't like to see him go. What else we got? I mean, I think we have the pieces, and we need to talk about this part of it too. Uh, you know, best uh, defense is a good offense. Many people say, and I think we have with Polito a good man who can hold the ball up. I think we got with Kinda uh, a guy who can attack you know in electric fashion through the midfield but i think what's really going to be the determination is is okay when we lose the ball on those counterattacks or those build-ups are we going to be able to react properly and that's to me going to be the difference and that will partly depend on being healthy partly depend on being mentally healthy yeah aware you can be a slow team and still not give up those stupid chances well i think we're a faster more athletic team we are, but I'm just saying we you can be a slow team and not give up the stupid opportunities that oh, Sporting yeah. gave up last year. Yeah. Because it, a lot of it is just being in the right spot, uh-huh. playing the spot better. Being and, and I mean, I know Vermees would sometimes say, well, they just needed to be smarter about it. Well, he's right. Yes, people wanted a faster guy back there, and that's cool. But you could have still played it smarter. Some of the mistakes that Fontes made, a, a La Liga center back should not have made those mistakes. It had nothing to do with him being slow at that point. And you would right? think the veterans we have, Beasler, Espinoza, et cetera, et cetera, would know those things they need to be doing position-wise. And and they do. Yeah. It, but a lot of that just comes with being wore down. So, I mean, when you're not when you're not as fit, you're tired, you you make mental mistakes. And I know as, as in shape they are, it's less the being tired in the game as being – Mentally tired from how the season went, from how the oh, confidence yeah. level went. Oh yeah, all that definitely. Um, 
do you want to talk about any like the the other guys like the sporting KC two Swope Park former Swope Park Rangers guys that were up there? <laughs> so I was struggling getting that, that out. That took you Jay. like sporting thirty City seconds too. to say Sporting Kansas City too. <laughs> I know it just doesn't want to come out there, but because uh, the goalie John Pulskamp played well when he was in there. In fact, he played better than some others who did. Yeah, Cave uh, Rad. I liked his game. Uh, academy guy that signed with SKC2. Uh, <laughs> struggling <laughs> hard with that. But he was one of the better players as an academy guy playing for Swell Park Rangers last year. I, I like that kid. I think, I mean, I would, you know, you got to see how he continues to grow, but he could be one of the next ones that's signed that did an academy to yeah. the B team, to the, the first team. Yeah, he could be through that pipeline. And. It'd be good to see him do that. He's he's got the potential. So, scale of one to ten, what's your enthusiasm for the season from what you've seen from preseason, Thad? Six. Cody. Um. Yeah. Six. Six feels right. Six. Okay. I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna go seven point two. <laughs> I think we'll find out the answers to our doubts pretty early in the season. I'm calling it. That was your post-preseason podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC. Join us at thebluetestament.com and leave us a comment. And we will talk to you soon. Go Sport Egg! I need a Pedialyte. Anything to shake this, but I'm